Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have it, to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20 takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He uh He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything to what me, made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of On the Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and in today's episode, we have a very special guest, current college goaltender Eric Dopp. Eric is currently playing NCAA Division I hockey at Bowling Green State University. Eric spent time in the Ohio Blue Jackets AAA organization before going to juniors to play in the, in the NAL and the USHL, and then finally deciding to play college hockey at Bowling Green State University. Welcome to the show, Eric Dopp. Well, introduction, Jack. Thanks for uh, reaching out and having me, and I'm excited to get this thing going. Yeah, no problem. Great introduction for a great guest, but uh, buddy, how are you? <laughs> Not too bad. Just finished practice and uh, getting ready for another week of hockey, hopefully. Uh, you never know, but everything is good. Just doing school and getting by. How are you? Doing, doing good. Just got a six nothing shutout yesterday from in my game, so it's not really not bad. Not bad. Just and I got another game tonight, so hopefully same result, get a big, yeah. get a big W. But other than that, school's been going pretty good, I would say. And then just, just chilling, just waiting stuff out. That's for sure. Yeah, that's always good to get a shutout, huh? It's probably oh, early yeah. in your season. Oh yeah, it's. Was that the first fourth, game? A fourth game in. Oh, that's good. So it's like it's earlier, earlier in the season, so it's good to get that shutout out of the way for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, how's the season been going for you? Because it's a lot different this year with like COVID nineteen and all that happening. So, like, do you guys have any restrictions? Like, when you practice, like ice time, like all that. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I first came to school, we didn't have much rules. Like with our team, it was kind of our coaches really trusted us and kind of let us do what we want. And that didn't turn out great for us. I, I'd say most of our guys ended up getting COVID, and um, we had to, we didn't practice for two weeks there for a while. But 
after that, uh, now we're allowed to be on the ice uh, all at the same time, be in the same locker room. It's still, it's still tough. Like workouts are hard. You got to work out with masks on, and try to skate with masks on, which is never fun. But I mean, the season's going well. There's a lot of schools that aren't even playing that are opting out. And we're lucky enough to have already played one game and hopefully playing our second game here this weekend. So there's not much complaining here. It's kind of just take what you can get at this point. Yeah, exactly. Expect unexpected. Just go with uh, with the punches, whatever you can get, whatever games you could get in. Just go with that. And you did get the win that that first game. So, like, how was the game for you uh, last weekend? Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was definitely nervous uh, the week leading up to the game. We actually were supposed to play NCDP the week before, and found out that the day of the game that it was canceled because they had a couple guys come down with the virus, but it was interesting, man. Like no fans in the building. Um, the environment's totally different. Like what you come to college hockey for, like what you play for is, it wasn't the same. Um, it was fine though. I mean, we played a D3 school. I think a lot of guys were getting back into it and, and really figuring out what they, what they uh, were missing. So it was good to get the first one under the belt. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. That That's awesome. So congrats on that first win. And it's just, thank it's, you. It's weird, just because it's college hockey. You expect like the fan section to go crazy and all that, and you don't have that this year. It's like, do you think that takes a toll on the game, of like the the flow of the game, or do you, or is it just like a normal game to you guys? Hundred percent. I mean, honestly, it felt like a scrimmage most of the, most of the game last weekend. Um, at Bowling Green, we got like one of the loudest student sections. In all of college hockey, we have low metal ceilings that gets really loud in there. And usually you can't see the, or hear the horn every time we score. Like, that's what I was telling someone. But last game, it felt like it was, like, breaking my eardrums. Like, oh, my gosh, because it's so quiet in there. It was, it was definitely weird. Yeah, for sure. So, that's so it, funny that it's, like, blaring when, like, no fans are in the building. But you can barely hear it, like, when when there are fans in the building. It's just – the crazy the atmosphere that college hockey brings and college hockey mm-hmm. is definitely one of the best or all of college sports is definitely one of the best like fan sections and just it gets it gets rowdy in there that's for sure yeah so can you give our viewers a little background information on yourself like when you started playing hockey and like what made you become a goaltender yeah so I mean, I started playing hockey when the Columbus Blue Jackets came to town in 2000. So I'm a 98. Um, I started playing when I was five or six, just just like everyone else, playing player and everything. And then uh, my brother also played. I got a brother two years older than me. And he was at a tournament, whatever, uh, probably like eight years old. And uh, they needed a goalie for uh, the tournament that they're in. Nobody wanted to play goalie. Nobody wanted to put on the pads. And my parents probably just didn't want to hang out with me in the stands. So they just said, here, take this kid. Threw me in the net, gave me the pads, and we ended up winning that tournament for my brother. And um, I don't know, I guess it just kind of took off from there. I, just, I loved it. I really did love it. I felt like you could really change the game, I guess, um, as a goalie. You're in there the whole game, and you're, you're definitely the most important player on the ice. So that's what kind of – started it all and then I played triple a blue jackets as you mentioned my my whole uh 
my whole life growing up. I actually committed to Bowling Green from uh, Columbus. And then in juniors, I played a couple games in Minot and in the Nall and was fortunate enough to get a call up to Tri-City where I, I really played most of the season. So, And I was supposed to come to Bowling Green actually a year later than I was, but a goalie, Chris Nell, um, signed early. So I got a call and said, you're coming in. Is that all right? And I said, sure, why not? Yeah, exactly. And you, you got, you got in some games. So that's, that's good. So like going into like tri- your AAA experience, like what, what was AAA like for you playing for the Blue Jackets AAA organization, just finding the love for the, for the game and for goaltending? Yeah. I mean, we had a, we had a really good goalie coach there at the time. His name is Jeff Solenko. He's, he's currently the head goalie coach of the Red Wings. So he really um, instilled a lot of values. They, uh, in me, like growing up, um, he was there every practice helping me out, and I really felt cared about there uh, in that organization. We played a good schedule with Detroit being not too far. We were up, we were up there a lot playing Pittsburgh, uh, Cleveland, like all those teams. And I don't know, it was really fun playing in Columbus. They they really turned the program around. Um, when I was there, I was the first team to to get a real locker room. Like we got our own locker room there, which is like a huge deal to us and now not a big deal I think like now I think most of the guys there like, even the younger kids have their own locker room which is like a, a huge deal at that age so I mean it's definitely on up and coming in Columbus and a lot of pro guys coming out of there so they got a good little organization going there yeah that, that's awesome that the organization's like really well up there and everything. So, like, from your days in youth hockey to, like, where you are now, what has been some of, like, the things that you've learned over the course of your career so far and about the position of goaltending? Yeah, I mean, I'd say the the year where I learned the most about goaltending in general was my freshman year of college. It was a a huge awakening for me, I'd say. Um, And I'm talking, like, mentally, I'd say like mentally was like the biggest part for me to, to really get over and get through. In juniors, I was, I was playing every, I knew I was playing almost every game. Like, I don't know. I wasn't too worried about getting a start or I don't know, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And then you come to college, there's way less games. Uh, they matter a lot more. And I remember just being so like my freshman year, I learned the difference between like being nervous and being anxious and, I I really like took a step back my sophomore year because freshman year like a bad practice would ruin my whole week you know like the one time I got pulled my freshman year I like it ruined my next week and I got pulled the next game like it was it was just up and down and up and down and I think as a goalie the one thing I learned is you really just got to take it day by day uh, shot by shot like I've been talking to a, to a guy after my freshman year, Bowling Green, brought in a guy named Chuck Duss, who I still talk to to this day. And it's just like, you can't play the game till till Friday night. You know, like, you're not going to make a save sitting in your, in your bed on, on Wednesday night being nervous about the game. So that was really the biggest thing I've learned about being a goalie. I mean, obviously there's physical things that I've been working on every day, like angles and I don't know, post play, but it's really just the mental side of things. Yeah. So like when things like when you were struggling with your mindset, like what would you do to like help yourself at least somewhat stay positive when 
things wouldn't go your way and like what would you do to help yourself just stay on track that's a good question like freshman year I'd say I did a terrible job of it but like I would just think about the game like think about I don't know let's say a goal I let in against Mankato that like was 100% my fault and I don't know, I just dwell on it and dwell on it and dwell on it. And it would ruin my practices, you know, that's all I'd think about. And then I would have a shit practice and it was like, then I'd be pissed about that for the whole day. And it, it was really like taking a toll on me, like mentally. And like, you're, you're literally drained. Like it not only ruins like hockey, but it ruins like your life, like your relationship. You're just in a shit mood all the time. And then one thing I learned from someone I talked to is just like, actually the guy we brought in, we have a mental guy here at Bowling Green that comes and talks to us every week. And last Thursday, he mentioned to us, like, okay, let's say you lose this first game against a D3 school. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like, you're still going home. You're going to bed. And, like, you're waking up the next morning. Your parents are still going to be there. Like, your roommates are still going to be laughing with you. Like, everything's going to be fine. Like, you're you're a lot more than just, uh, like, a, a Bowling Green hockey player. And that's what I just didn't comprehend as a freshman, like, I, every, everything in my life revolved around how I played in 60 minutes on a Friday night. Like it, that shouldn't be the case. So that's, that's how I kind of learned how to deal with things. It's that it's 60 minutes out of the whole week and I shouldn't be dwelling on it that much. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's especially nice to have that mental coach for, with you guys and just like help you through those mental, like negative thoughts and like all the issues that come with like, how like you can get mentally down on yourself and all that. So it's definitely, I would definitely think it'd be a huge help for you guys, especially at, as a, as hockey players and as athletes or mm-hmm. at, at school with like doing all your schoolwork and everything that like, definitely does help separate the game of hockey from like any, anything else. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So then after your final year in AAA, you decided to go the junior route at first before going to Bowling Green State. It's like, what was the process of getting signed by a junior team for you? Like, how did you get the opportunity? And, like, did you have to go to, like, trials, camps? Like, what happened with that? Yeah, so it would have been my first year of U18. Um, I played in a tournament, a little all-star tournament in our league around Christmas time. Uh, and I don't know if you know the team Minot in, in the Nall, but yeah. they contacted me and were, was interested in me tendering with their program and um so i went up there for a whole week uh practiced with them in the mall took a week off of uh a ended up playing a game there and, and signing with them for the year um i ended up only playing i believe it was like five games with them um in minot because i did not make the team that i was drafted to which is sioux falls I I played five games there and like obviously my my dream growing up and where I wanted to play was in the USHL like that's where I always thought about playing you know and when I got two phone calls I had a, like an option to go two places in the USHL and um, I think I made the right decision to to go to Tri City just because of the playing time that I was gonna get and um, just knowing that I could come into Bowling Green when I did when I when I actually did and. I think Minot was also a big help for me too. I mean, they had a really good goalie coach there. We had a really good team. Like we, we won the, uh, what is it? The Nall tournament 
that they start out the season with. So we had a good team there. I mean, it helped me a lot. It learned, helped me learn like the kind of rules, the juniors, the unwritten rules. So when I got to Tri-City, I wasn't like some little freshman kid, but it was good. That's why I'm glad I went to Tri-City. Everything was great. Great billets and everything. Yeah, for sure. So, like, what was it like playing, like, triple A and then going to juniors in, like, the same same year? Did that, like, screw up? Like, how, like, how was the transition there? Because, like, obviously it's probably a lot faster of a game. So, like, how, what was the transition like? And did was it successful or were you successful at first or did, did it take some time to get used to? That's a good question. So, um, it was a huge step up, to be honest. Like, U18, I wasn't even, I wasn't in my second year U18, so um, even U18s was a, a bit of a step up for me. And then when you go to juniors, you're going against, I don't know, 20-year-old guys, and I'm 16, 17 at the time. And it was a huge deal to me. I ended up having a lot of success in my game. I won my first, the one game I played that weekend, I we won, and um, I was really happy with how I played, but I think it was just because I was so dialed in and just so nervous. And, um, but the step up was huge. It took me a long time to, to, uh, like go through training camp. And there were some days where it was just, I was just really bad, honestly, in training camp. But the games I ended up fortunately playing well in and, and got seen by, by a couple of USHL teams. Yeah, that that's good that you you were successful there and just find your groove there, especially from that like big leap. So like, what was that big leap like, and especially like having to play at that next level or a couple levels uh, ahead of where you were, and overall just like just enjoying the moment, the process, while also stepping over a few stepping stones to get to that to elevate your game. Yeah. Um. I mean, the step up, like, speed-wise and, and shot-wise was definitely a big part of it. But another part of it with me was, like, living away from home. It was the first time I've ever done that. Um, it, was, it was a weird experience, missing your family, like, having a girlfriend or whatever. Like, it's just it's, – it's, it was really weird for me. And I handled it well. But um, the step up from, like – there's even a step up from the Nolly USHL. It's just – it's a different way of hockey. Uh, it's a different way of living. Like, the knowledge is greasy. You do your own laundry. You, you know all this. You got one guy on the team sharpening your skates, like. And then when I came to the USHL, it was like, all oh, they're feeding us way better. Like, uh, the guys are more skilled on the ice. That's just, they're younger, but they're more skilled. So the, the speed's the same. It's just they're making plays out there where, in the null, maybe they might be shooting it. And USHL, they're giving a backdoor tapping. So. It was an it was another level of, I would say the step up was bigger from the USHL than it was from my U18 days to the NAL. Just like skill, speed, reading plays wise. Yeah, for sure. You got moved to when you were playing the NAL. You got moved up to the USHL for Des Moines, right? It was Tri City. Or I, I uh, my that same year I went up and played a game my U18 year with Minot. I also got called up to Des Moines at the end of the season because they had a goalie playing. I don't know. He had to go away for some international tournament, but they told me I probably wasn't going to play and blah, blah, blah. But I still wanted to go there and, and just kind of get used to junior culture because I knew that's where I was going to be. And 
if I was fortunate enough to get a game, I was, and I ended up not, but it was still a good time. I mean, getting used to those practices. Again, just learn the unwritten rules of, of juniors, and I had a lot of fun doing it. Like, I really enjoyed myself in my life. Yeah, for sure. And just what was practicing with Des Moines like and just being being there, even though you weren't playing games, but, like, just being there and learning the, learning the unwritten rules of junior hockey, like you said, and just overall the – the you show <laughs> yeah uh it was hard I mean it was the biggest jump I've ever had for sure I was really nervous uh for the most part just because I didn't know if I was playing like that part of my like I was still like thinking about stuff way too much at that point in my life and I was so nervous if I was actually going to play where in my not, I knew I was, I was playing that week and I knew I could focus and, and kind of do my thing leading up to the game, but it was, it was fine. Um, the coaches was really hard on, on me. I remember just he got on me for, for letting in a, um, a warm up shot one time and I was so confused and, and thinking about it probably way more than I should. So. Uh, that that happens though but like what what do you do to stay focused when you're when your coach got on you and just did you just like forget about what he was saying and just like focus on your game like what do you do there at the time I definitely worried about it all week um I learned when I got to Bowling Green I had at that time it was a coach Bergeron that if you get yelled out every day in practice, I really learned how to kind of forget about it fast. But that that year, I definitely thought about it a lot. And and guys, my roommate at the time where I was staying, don't worry about it, man. Like he says that to everyone, blah blah blah. And you learn over time that that it's not that big a deal, and and you really do need to be better. But you can't let opinions like that and worrying about what he thinks of you. Um, you can't worry about that. Like, it's not going to change the fact. It's not going to change where the next puck goes. Like, that's all about you. And um, just thinking about the past is not going to help you. So. Yeah, exactly. And just especially as a goaltender, like, you you have to forget about stuff. You just can't dwell on anything. Just got to get past mm-hmm. it and stay in, the, stay in the present, stay in the moment. It's like, how, how well do you do that now as compared to, like, how you did it back then, just staying in the present? stay in the moment without getting without getting super frustrated when you give up like a bad goal or something like that I mean uh part of it for me is just having like a routine like a throughout the game just having a routine so whether you get scored on or not you just skate to the corner do your own things don't think about it as much and I learned a lot of that this year we um or this past season we went through a, a huge slump in January like when things were good, they were great for us last year. Like the first half of the season, we were phenomenal. And then January hit and it was really low and it was really hard to not only win games, but like just so anxious for games and every goal you let in, you're, you're freaking out about. And um, that's another learning point in my life. Like I've never been, a, I hadn't been a starter for three years. And last year for me, just thinking about it way too much, thinking about, oh my God, I just let in three goals. Like, you can't be letting in three goals, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. It's just, it's really not thinking just every, I'm starting to catch myself more and more every time I start thinking about a goal I let in or 
any negative thought in my mind, just kind of telling myself to stop, you know, taking your mind somewhere else, uh, really focusing on the play, even if, if it's at the other end, you know, stuff like that, reading, reading the other goalie just for fun, you know, just anything you can do to keep your mind off a bad goal or a bad play or what's coming next is, is going to help you. Yeah, exactly. I learned that, especially like in the past year, like last year in games, I'd be like, I'd give up six goals one game. And I'd be like, what if I give up six goals again? And then, mm-hmm. you know, you know how it goes. Like you, you're giving up six when you think like that. And exactly. then, yeah. And it's just like, if you keep thinking about how many goals you're going to give up, like you're probably going to give them some easy goals and some goals you don't want, want to give them. And it's just going to, it's going to hurt your mind, hurt your mentality overall. And just, just, it, it, it sucks. That's for sure. Exactly. Like I could tell you, I could tell you before the game, probably if I'm going to play good or bad, just based on my mindset. So. Yeah, for sure. And that's what something like I've prided pride myself on this year is just thinking about like just stopping the next shot, just saying, stop the next shot, stay on your angles, stay, stay like on your edges and all that. And just, think positively and like when negative thoughts do start to come, like just say like, just stop thinking about negative thoughts and just reinforce yourself with like positive, with a positive mindset and uh, positive self-talk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. How, how important is positive self-talk for you, especially since like you dealt with like all the negative stuff. So I was talking some positive stuff right now. It's so, like, what would you do to help yourself stay positive? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that for me is envisioning the game. Um, you know, think about saves like before it happened, thinking of just positive thoughts, you know, like when what are you doing after a game when you win? Like what are you doing? What save are you making? What where are you putting your rebounds? You know, like I don't know, just really envisioning the game and, and trying to literally just keep the negatives out. Like it's not even positive at this point. Um it's just really just keeping the negatives out and knowing that every time I started thinking negative, there's one thing I forgot to mention. It's like, you're prepared. Like my guy, he's telling me you're prepared. You're prepared. You know, every day in practice, you're, you're really dialing it in. And if you, if you worry about each shot as they come all week, you're going to be just fine for the game. It's like, if you really can tell yourself you put on all the effort you needed to this week and, and uh, done all you can, like, there should be no worries about your game like whatever happened is going to happen and um so yeah that's kind of been my thing this year is just knowing that I did everything all week to get ready and that's not enough it's not enough but um I'm here and I did everything I can so yeah exactly and that that's all you can do at at the time is just think positive and think like that your training what you've been putting in it's going to help you overall in the long run and just just think about like what you've been doing. Like you're, you're working every day, you're working to get better and you just got to believe in yourself there and just, and it will, you will see, you will find success if you keep thinking like that and, and playing, playing the games, how you should and practicing every day, how you should be able to, and don't slack off or anything like that. Exactly. Do you have any like trigger words that you use when, things aren't going right and you have to stay like and you to get back in that positivity mindset or do you just just do anything you can to get your mind off negative thoughts 
That's a interesting question. I mean, I've, I've talked to people who have used or have told me to use trigger words. Like, for example, I write on my stick JMS, like JMS for me means just make saves. Like that's literally the only reason I'm out on the ice. And I guess that's the one thing I do look at that could be technically a trigger word, but there's not, I can't say there's one thing I tell myself and start, things start going wrong I just you try to be in the moment like I started looking into the stands more just um just being in the moment you know I used to I used to never look because in the stands because I thought it would affect me like it's not going to do anything just staying in the moment talking to guys um but no there's there's not one word I could say that that gets my mind back back and centered yeah but just making saves like that's that's the job of a goaltender is just make saves and so I, that that is uh that can be used as a trigger word, trigger word for sure, and it's it's a really good one, and it's a really realistic trigger word for sure. Makes sense, huh? Yeah, exactly. So so then going back to uh, the the U show, you uh you played for Minot, Minot, and you played five games there before getting traded to uh, Tri City or getting moved to Tri City Storm of the USHL. And you played 30 games there. It's like, how difficult was the season for you, especially when you would be losing games? Like, what was your overall experience over in Tri-City like? Um, when I first went there, they they were really desperate for, for like, a second goalie. I, wasn't, I definitely wasn't the guy when I first got there. And we were still making a playoff run. Um, I wasn't getting all the games I necessarily wanted to get when I first got there and then near the trade deadline um, we realized it probably wasn't our year and so we traded our, our main goalie and um, a lot of good players and and then it was kind of my turn to to go and I think at one point I started 10 games in a row or something like that but it was tough like we weren't winning games uh I, I don't even know what my save percentage of goals against was, but we, we were not winning games. I was just happy to be there, honestly. Um, that's You dream of playing in the USHL, like playing in games with thousands of fans. Like I never felt that before. And I, I really liked my goalie coach there, Nelson. And um, I had fun with it, um, even though we were losing. Hey, as long as you have fun, that's, that's what matters. Just yeah. having fun and just – developing your game to be better and to get better every day and just overall just trying to win games and practice hard like like you said earlier just practice hard and then when games come around just have fun just smile a little just take mm-hmm. take it all in just it's it's no better feeling than playing a game and just having fun exactly so then after your your junior your last year in juniors you committed to Bowling Green State University. So, like, what made you commit to BGSU, and why did you why did you choose it? Choose BGSU to be your school. Yeah. So, they first contacted me in in my first year of U18s, and when I first got a call from Bowling Green, I'm from Ohio, and like Bowling Green's in Ohio. When I first heard they were interested in talking to me and and bringing me on a visit, I was. I was kind of like, what is Bowling Green to some extent? Um, 
that's that's not like a bad thing at all it's just I, I wasn't really familiar with the school. I didn't I didn't know how how rich the hockey history was here. And so after talking with uh, Barry Schutte at the time, I agreed to come on a visit that year. And um, it was just a day trip. But I would say the main thing that made me go here was definitely the people. You know, they they really put an emphasis on relationships and that when you're having a tough day, like a nice locker room and and all the bells and whistles, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say is like, it's not going to get you through those days. It's going to be the guy sitting next to you and, and your teammates and your coaches that, that really care about you. And um, that's really what made me come here. And they told me right after the visit, you know, like you're, you're either going to know this is your place or you're not like, so you, you can go ahead and make that decision in, in a day. Like if you want, that's, that's all we really need to give you because you either know or you don't and, if this isn't the place for you, if you want to go to, I don't know, Ohio State and go get, have the nicest arena and the nicest, take private jets every game, like you can, but this is how we operate here. And it's, and it's about the people. And then I ultimately just decided this is my place. And uh, that's, that's about it. Yeah, that that's awesome. But that they emphasize on like relationships and like that, like everyone be there for you and just, even if you have a bad day, like they'll be there to pick you up and everything. So that's, it's always a good feeling to have when you're looking for a school, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So then going into your first year of college hockey, where are some of your expectations going in versus how it, how like the season actually went, how the, like what your expectation expectations were like versus reality? Yeah, I mean, hockey, first off the school, like when you think of college, it's, it's perfect. Like it's a great college town, perfect amount of students. You know, most of the people when you, when you go out, but you're still seeing new faces all the time. Like my college experience, my freshman year was just, was awesome. It was everything. It still is, but like it really, I really enjoyed that part of it. And then hockey wise, um, I knew I was going to be competing for, for a starting spot and the whole, we won a GLI championship that year in the whole first half of the season. I was splitting games. Like I would say we were battling out for the most part. And um, ultimately I didn't, I wasn't ended up, ended up being the guy uh, at the end of the season, making the playoff run, but it taught me a lot. And um, I don't know. I mean, obviously I would, I wish I could have a couple games back, um, but what are you going to do at this point? And, I don't know. It was it was good. I mean, a lot of a lot of guys don't see 16 games their freshman year like like I did, and I was able to make all rookie team. Like I I I really had a good year, and I was pretty confident like going into the next season after my freshman year. Yeah. So your your record was like eight four and two that that first year. So how important was playing games for you going into your first year and being able to get as many reps as you can, especially as a freshman. And like that, that playoff run that you guys did have, even though you guys didn't start or you didn't start, like what's, what were some of the things that you learned throughout that, throughout that, that run? Yeah. Um, I would say freshman year, the, the craziest thing for me was the playoffs. Like we have a, we have a little streak going right now. I don't know what it's at, like seven years, seven, eight years in a row of, of winning the first round of the playoffs. And, it's crazy how intense those games are. Like I, I really had no idea like 
the amount of like dedication guys put into like one game, one weekend, like how much it means to these guys. Obviously it meant a lot to me. Like every, every game means a lot to me, but like it was crazy to see the preparation that, that went into these playoff games, the atmosphere, the atmosphere is just absolutely insane. Like um, for that for me, was like the craziest part of my freshman year. And it was something I learned like, but like all year I learned from, the starting goalie at that time, Ryan Bednard, who who just signed with Florida, but he taught me a lot about just he's like the chillest guy ever. Like if he's having a bad day, if he's having a good day, you'll never know. So he definitely taught me a lot um as well. Yeah, that that's great to have a guy like that and just uh just to keep you calm and just you could tell you could talk to him about anything and just he'll have your back. So that's that's a good thing, especially as a as in a gold goaltender duo or trio, I guess you could say, in college hockey. It's definitely good to have that competitiveness and, like, that, like, relationship and, like, that you guys can trust each other within, like, the trio of goalies that are playing college hockey on your team. Sure. Yeah, and then going into your sophomore year, you played in nine games compared to your 15 your first year. So during this setback, like, where you didn't get – a lot of games than than you played the year before like what would you do to like keep yourself in in game shape and be ready for whenever you get the next shot yeah that's a good question I mean I would say that year was the year I started like really figuring myself out mentally that was the year I, I would talk to people every day about like how I'm feeling and uh how bad it sucked not playing like it really sucked and um a lot of days you're just frustrated you're fresh every weekend you're hoping you're hoping that like coach comes up to you and says hey you're going um and when it didn't happen you're obviously frustrated but I think in the nine games I don't know if you can see on there but like the nine games I did play I just like I really played well and like I really found my groove um I, I was happy with every single game I played and and that was a part for me that that felt good I, I felt like at the end of the season I was happy about it because I controlled the things I could control at the end of the day. Like when I did get a start, I controlled how I played and and I would say I won. I feel like I won most of the games that year. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was a, uh, it was an interesting year for sure. Put, put me back in my place a bit, um, but it was good. I mean, we, we went to the NCAA tournament for the first time in like 30 years, the Bowling Green hockey program did. So it was, Really cool to see that. Really cool to see my first, like, NCAA tournament. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, what was it like in the NCAA tournament, just living living it and just being being there? Like, first time, like, in uh, in years for Bowling Green State University's team. So, that must have been an unreal experience to be a part of and just also a big learning curve for you, especially being in that big tournament. Yeah, it was – it was cool. I mean, it's crazy to see all the hype. So we played in the championship game that that year. We didn't end up winning it, but and then you have two weeks to prepare for one game. You know what I mean? So the, the build up and the hype is it was something else. Um, just knowing that I wasn't gonna play, but at the same time I had to be ready was was weird for me. Um, it was cool. Like you take like huge jets, like huge, nice planes, you know, they're feeding you crazy stuff. And it, it was, it was a really cool experience playing in 
unbelievable rink that we played in and playing against the ended up being the champions of of that year so it was pretty cool yeah that that's awesome seems like an unreal experience just living in the ncaa tournament life and just watching watching your team do so good and make it to the championship and just let just living it out and experiencing like the hype around it like you said and just fully enjoying the moment because not everyone gets to be a part of that and it was the first time for a, in a while for bgsu so that was also that was also good for you guys to to be a part of mm-hmm. and then going into the next this prior season before this year uh th- this is when you got your shot and you played 33 games going 19 3 and 11 so what made you so so successful during your junior year and helped your team win win so many games when you were in net yeah, um, a lot of that came from sophomore year. Um, just learn how to practice every day and and really taking it day by day. Uh, I knew how big opportunity this was going to be for me. Uh, I knew at the beginning of the season that this was I was going to have a chance to run with it, um, and I could do with that what I wanted to. And it, if uh, if I wasn't playing well, there's a guy right behind me that's that's very capable of doing the job and. Um, so that that definitely pushed me, but it was cool. I mean, just having that confidence in yourself that like you're the guy, um, it was something I haven't felt for a while. And um, we were able to have a great first half. I remember going in the first half, we were like 12, four and two or something ridiculous. And, and then obviously I talked about it before that January hit and I think we got swept three out of four weekends. Like it was, it was really bad. And then, I ended up finding, or we as a team, I mean, we as a team finished the season on, on the feed in our last 10. Um, our guys were really quick in our power plays. We have one of the best power plays in the, in the nation, at least last year we did. And it was cool, but it was, it was weird going through all those ups and downs. I mean, some days it was hard to come to the rink, honestly. And then I remember the one weekend that stands out for me was the Notre Dame weekend where where we uh, won both games. That was like the best weekend of my life. And then, um, I don't know, it, it's crazy the highs and lows that you go through and and how you can put so much uh, pressure and, and stuff on yourself and be down on yourself when things aren't going wrong. But um, it was interesting. It was good. I'm excited yeah, for this year. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. And just winning winning as many games you, as you guys did definitely boosted the confidence that's for sure and just like mm-hmm. the overall the team morale and chemistry within the locker room I would imagine just being just winning games being there with the boys and just having fun so it's it's the, one of the best best things in, about hockey is just the chemistry and the morale you get with your team and just along with winning of course mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so was COVID-19 ever in effect during your season last year or did, or did your season end before that? We actually, we found out about COVID when our season was ending. Um, when we were in the Mall of America parking lot in, in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. We were, we were headed up to Bemidji for the semifinals of our league. The, and yeah, we, we got that news in the parking lot and it was tough but i mean was it after or before you enjoyed yourself in mall of america it was before so uh (laughs) they told us before so 
yeah, we went up to Hooters right after that and, and had ourselves a time. Um, but yeah, it sucks. I mean, most seasons you're, you're ending on a loss, I'd say. I mean, every team but one is ending the season on a loss most years. So it was weird. We were, we were uh, undefeated in 10 games. We were feeling great going in. And then just, just like that, it, it ended. And yeah, it, it really did suck. What about yeah. your season? Did your season end, I'm guessing? Yeah, we're like, I think we had like five games left in the season and then like everything got canceled. Like, like, men, like I guess we could have, we, we did, we do play like without fans for like men's league, obviously, and all that because no one shows up except my fan, <laughs> except, except my fan club. They do show up. So you got a fan club? I do. <laughs> it's with like 15 to 20 people from for my cross country and track team and they it it's a good time when they show up that's for sure nice and it's it's always fun but like it sucks that the season got canceled and then like illinois went into a strict lockdown so i was just able to just like focus in focusing on the gym and just even though i couldn't get ice until june like i was just putting the work in the, in the gym, just at my home, home gym, just body weight stuff. And then I got into the heavier stuff later in quarantine into, you know, April, May. So that definitely did help. And then when I got back on the ice, getting back on the ice is the hardest part about all that. It's just how brutal and like how, how like sluggish you feel when you, when you finally are able to get back on. Yeah. You're definitely more sore than you, you'd ever thought. Like you're working out, I don't know, like you normally do pushing weights and everything. And then you get on the ice and you're, you're sore and you're for no reason you're thinking. So it's definitely a different workout. Yeah, exactly. And just 10 minutes in the ice session of an hour skate, I'm like, my feet really hurt right now. And it's, um, I'm gassed. And it's like, I still have 50 minutes to, to do stuff. And I don't, I want to get as much work in as I can. So it was, that was definitely the hardest part of getting back on the ice. But now, since we're all used to getting back on the ice and been skating for like four or five days a week, it's it's a lot easier and better better than I've ever felt before. So I guess quarantine was a good thing. But good. but hey, like I hope we never get to experience that again. I agree. I agree. I was not fun. I, I guess it's still going on. Just yeah. hoping we don't get locked out, locked down yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. It's so like, what what do you do over the summer this year to help yourself better your game and be hopefully be successful during this college hockey season? Um, I mean, Ray, right when everything ended, honestly, I took some time off when when we really couldn't leave our house. Uh, you know, I just got my wisdom teeth out and kind of just sat around for a long time and. Then when we started getting into it, when I started working out in my basement, it was it was a lot of body weight stuff. I was getting a lot of a lot of hand eye coordination stuff sent to me. So every day I was doing tennis ball stuff. I was working on my flexibility, um, trying to do the splits every day. <laughs> um, and then we got into the gym earlier than most people. I, I don't remember the date, but I know most of my teammates were not in the gym when I first went in. And I had a great trainer back home. We we really do hockey specific stuff. So I don't know. I was I was really working on like just one legged pushes and just working on being 
powerful, like pushing off posts and stuff. Like it's crazy the stuff you can do now um, to get better and really, really feel like you do on the ice. So I don't know. I got on the ice the same time, like right when I could, I was on the ice working out. But yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's amazing how much you could do with limited stuff. Like, like I used to never be able to think you could do as much stuff as you, as you can with just not having a big like open gym just doing the little things and it definitely does help you as a goaltender and as like as an athlete you have so many resources to help you get better no matter where you are for sure yeah so eric i have a few more questions for you before we get this thing done with so do you have any tips for goalies to get to that next level whether it be juniors college or beyond yeah i'd say uh, focus on your mindset, your body language. Um, a lot of people that are coming to see you, we talk about it all the time. Uh, scouts coming in our building, they, they always talk about body language, you know. Um, you don't score a goal or goalie, you don't make a save. Just forget about it. Just be positive. Be a good teammate. Um, and that's really the main thing I'd focus on. It's just, it's just being happy every day when you come to the rink, you know don't make this a job yet because it's not, you know, it's, it's a fun game and you're lucky enough to be able to get to play. So just have some fun with it. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the best game in the world. That's all you can do right now. Just have some fun. Have, have, uh, have a smiling face, be a good teammate. Like you said, all those will definitely help you help you be a successful goaltender and love the game. Yeah. Yeah. And then my final question is what is the best part of uh, BGSU. Oh, what a question. Ah, for me, it'd probably be how close we are as a team. Um, how we live, like we're, we live right next to each other. We all, if I want to go see any single guy on my team, I'm walking 20 steps one way or the other to, to see the guy. And when we go out, we go out as a team. Everything we do is as a team. Um, I don't know. Every it, it really is a lot of fun here. Um, yeah, I definitely say how close we are as a team would be, would be my favorite part because I know many teams in college hockey are not this way. So. Yeah. that That's awesome. You guys are close and you guys hang out all the time. So that's, it's always a boost in chemistry as well. And just being there with the boys are, make, makes for the best memories. That's for sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Eric, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time and want to wish you the best of luck going forward into this season and whatever you're going to do next year. And hopefully if you, if you play again next year or whenever fans are allowed come down, come see you play like that, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, I definitely enjoyed myself. So good yeah. luck to you season two. Yeah. Thank you. It was, it was a lot of fun. Just always, always appreciate you coming on. Just anytime you want to come on again, just let me know and we'd be, I'd be happy to have you. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good.